Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Let's get on to some shout-outs. Felix from Toronto had a birthday recently. Happy birthday, Felix. I hope for your birthday you got a super-fast racing chicken and a magic wand that turns anything into candy and a torch that never goes out and a werewolf tree and a big bucket of goofballs. I think if you were a character in the story, you would be a portal wizard who can create portals that lead to other places. Thanks for listening, Felix. And Sean Ogue from Melbourne, Australia, submitted an awesome drawing. Great stuff, Sean. I think if you were a character in the valley, you'd be a flash ninja, who can turn on incredible bursts of speed. Thanks for listening, Sean. Today's story is titled, Maxo Strikes Part 2. Eugene and his two dragon friends flew high above the valley on their way to his lair. Milo and June rode on their new dragon friends who agreed to help out. June rode on a unicorn dragon named Sheila, and Milo rode on a midnight dragon named Shade. They had time on their trip from Dragon Island to get to know each other a bit. June learned that Sheila could shoot rainbow blasts from her unicorn horn, and Milo learned that Shade goes completely invisible when in shadows or darkness. They were pretty excited to be going on this mission with some dragon's help. And they were more than a little bit scared at facing this Maxo wizard. If the gray dragon was taking it so seriously, then Maxo must be a pretty tough guy. Far on the east side of the valley, they landed outside the gray dragon's lair, which was really just a big, deep cave. They followed the dragon down large hallways and into his inner sanctum. On the far side of this huge room was a pool of water. Sheila and Shade both went and laid in the pool. It looked like they were taking naps. Why are they sleeping in the water? June asked Eugene the Grey Dragon. It's a healing pool, he said. They're exhausted from the trip, and it'll get them feeling good in no time. Eugene was occupied at a nearby table, flipping through old books. Can we help you look for something? asked Milo. Oh, are those spell books? 
Milo began flipping through the pages of some of the books on the table. Before Eugene could answer, someone came in the room. Eugene, I saw you fly in with some friends. How was your trip? The man said. June and Milo looked over to this person who just walked in the room. They both backed up. June reached for her wand and Milo made a fist with each hand. What's he doing here? yelled June to the gray dragon. I, I thought you were helping us. The man looked confused and Eugene stepped in between him and the kids. Calm down. It's not him. It's his twin brother, he said. Milo and June squinted, looking the man over carefully. Why didn't you tell us this guy looked just like Maxo, said Milo. I had to know if it was really him that you saw, said Eugene. Now I know it was. Anybody want to fill me in on what's going on here, asked the man. It's Maxo. He attacked their island and, well, I'll let them explain, said Eugene. The kids relaxed, and Milo told this guy everything about when Maxo the wizard attacked them on Hampshire. So you're this evil Maxo guy's twin brother? asked June. Yep, identical twins, as you can see, said Max. I used to go by mysterious Mr. Max, but these days it's just Max, not so mysterious anymore. So can you tell your brother to stop all this? asked Milo. Oh, I can, but he won't listen, said Max. He doesn't listen to anyone. He's been gone for a long time, and frankly, I didn't think he'd ever return. I guess I was wrong. So what do we do? asked June. You said he's returning to Hampshire in about a week? Max asked. June and Milo nodded. Then we need to be there. We'll set some traps and hide. Maybe we can get him that way, said Max. He and Eugene shared a look of concern. So what's the deal with Maxo? Is he super powerful or something? asked Milo. Uh, yeah, super duper powerful, said Max. We're going to need to gear up before we leave. Let's head to a friend's house and then we'll go to Hampshire to set those traps. Milo, June, and the others crossed the countryside and ended up at a home in the rock fields surrounded by a farm. These homes were amazing, carved right out of big stones sticking up from the ground. The children were introduced to old witch tubes and led to a secret room in a barn. The room was filled with all kinds of weapons and potions and adventuring tools. Wow, is this the place you come to prepare for all your battles and adventures? asked Milo. Tubes nodded slightly. If we have time to prepare. Now, if you're going to be setting traps, then I should first suggest this. Tubes lifted what looked like a messy pile of tangled ropes. As she held it up in front of them, they could see it was actually a net. It's pretty light when you're holding it, began Tubes. But when you toss it on someone, its magical effects are triggered, and it weighs them down like an elephant sitting on their back. She handed Milo a small cloth sack. He looked inside while she explained what it was. Those are from a clown ninja dojo not far from here. They're duck bombs. Duck bombs? said Milo. Like... You throw them, and when they explode, a bunch of ducks come out? No. No, they're bombs in the shape of little rubber duckies, explained Tubes. And this is an invisibility ring, said Tubes, handing June a small gold ring with a red gem. You tap the gem to go invisible. Tap it again to become visible again. But it only works for a few minutes at a time, and then we'll need to recharge for a bit. 
June's jaw dropped in awe, and she slid the ring on her finger. June and Milo were ecstatic at all the cool gear they were getting to use. Tubes and Max went to a table in the back to chat, while Milo and June checked everything out. This little room was full of the most powerful magical items they had ever seen. Old Witch Tubes handed some more things over to Max, and they all left Tubes's farm. We're heading back to Hampshire now, said Max. We need to make sure our traps are prepped before Maxo returns. Max seemed rushed as he fitted a gold saddle to Eugene. Are you worried about this? asked June. I mean, how big of a deal is Maxo? Max paused and considered the question. He's one of the most powerful people I've ever known, and he's determined, and his dragon is a real beast. Well, this won't be easy. Let's go. They all climbed atop their dragons and held on tight for their return trip to Hampshire Island. The End Thanks for listening, friends. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and things to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.